Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Hopefully we will be getting some good news today from the Ohio House, where House Republicans are taking up the cause for parents' involvement in their children's education. That's good news. We will discuss, give you the details on that on a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show. Nice to have you along. We will, of course, talk about the uh, indictment of Donald Trump yesterday in Miami. And we have lots of other stuff about what's going on in our government and elsewhere. Tucker Carlson back with episode three, I think it is, of Tucker on Twitter. So all of that, we appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us here on 989 The Answer. Whitehall police, busy. Uh, They made 16 arrests, recovered three stolen cars, got some illegal drugs, an eight-hour sting operation on Tuesday. So congratulations to Whitehall police. They have great leadership out there in a very challenging environment, as that is one of the most violent suburbs in our state. But let's start with the Ohio State House, where we have been mm, tardy in getting done a lot of the things that I think I would like to see done, you would like to see done, conservatives would like to see done. When you have a supermajority of House Republicans, the definition of supermajority, and we also have it in the Senate, A supermajority is not just a majority. You know what a majority is. It means you have one more than the other party. Majorities are nice. Supermajorities are better. Why are supermajorities better? Supermajorities are better because, and I know this is a totally hypothetical situation, right? Let's say you had a governor who wasn't leading on issues that were of supreme importance to the people of the state of Ohio who elected him. Well, his veto could be overridden if all the people in your party would vote together as a block. A supermajority means you have enough legislative muscle to push aside a gubernatorial veto. Now, we don't really know where Mike DeWine stands on a lot of these issues that have been already accomplished, settled, passed into law in other states, states like Florida, for instance, where they also have a majority in their state legislature, but they don't have as big a supermajority as Ohio. So while they have universal school choice in Florida, and while they have the Parents' Rights in Education Bill, you say, well, I've never heard of the Parents' Rights in Education Bill. I bet you have. But I bet you've heard of it by the name that leftists, Marxists, progressives, and Democrats, but I repeat myself, and the media, and I repeat myself again, call it. The Parents' Rights in Education Bill is incorrectly known and identified and parroted as the Don't Say Gay Bill. Now, it's an interesting phenomenon at work here when we put these names on bills. For instance, 
you probably are aware of a bill that passed, regrettably, in Congress called the Inflation Reduction Act. The Inflation Reduction Act. That's what it's always called, the Inflation Reduction Act. But the minute it was passed, we were told that it was not the best inflation reduction effort ever, but it was the biggest what? Climate bill in history. Now, why didn't they just call it the climate bill or the save the climate bill? Because they knew it would be hard to get people to vote for it in swing districts if they called it what it really is. Likewise, it's a lot easier to get people to hate what the state of Florida has already done and what hopefully today the Ohio House will do when you call it something that it's not. In Florida, they call it the Don't Say Gay Bill. And here in Ohio, they haven't been able to stick that label on it yet. But they have uh, certainly not shirked their efforts in getting an egregious imbalance of liberal voices to condemn a bill that would essentially give parents the right to know what is going on with their children in their children's schools, what they're being taught, and whether their children are struggling with the social contagion that is gender dysphoria. So kudos to people that I know are on this case. Uh, Representative Gary Click, state senators Michelle Reynolds, Beth Lear, good people. Put them in office. Good job. Keep them in office. Good job. Give them leadership positions. Better job. Also, shout out to DJ Swearingen and Sarah Carruthers who are on the front lines and were co-sponsors of this bill. What will this bill do? Well, they call it the Parents' Bill of Rights. And it would require public schools to notify parents about sexuality content in any class material. It would give parents a chance to review that material and give parents the option to request alternative instruction. This would, in other words, ingrain into law Things that you were only able to get done as a parent if you were supremely involved in your kids' scholastic studies, snooping in their books, looking at their notes, finding out what they were taught. I dealt with a parent in Hilliard who asked to get her daughter out of a class where the material was, well, it was pornographic. I mean, it just was. You know, what we now allow without blinking an eye in our schools when it comes to very graphic sexual descriptions and um, even in elementary schools, depictions in very lifelike cartoons is stuff that when you and I were kids or even 10 years ago, which that's not anywhere close to the period of time when I was a kid, you would have said, well, that's totally unacceptable. There's no way you can get that into a school. But it's in the schools, and we became aware of it through probably COVID and Zoom school and remote learning, (laughs) which if there's ever an oxymoron, that was it. So I always overlook the most obvious question in matters like this, and the most obvious question to someone who would oppose parents being involved in their kids' school is why? What's wrong with a parent being involved in what their child is being taught? 
Well, what is the downside to that? Well, what they will never tell you is the downside to that is that you might say, no, this is inappropriate and I don't want my child having their delicate sensibilities exposed to sexually explicit content. I don't want them to be programmed in kindergarten, first, second, third grade, any elementary school age into definitions of terms like non-binary and queer and this, that, and the other. We never used to argue about this kind of stuff because it wasn't that we were not enlightened. It was because we had bigger issues in our schools that we were hoping for our schools to accomplish, like, you know, educating our kids, getting them to be able to read and write, do math. And then as they progressed, read the classics, study American history, authentic American history. Oh, that's another battlefield, right? So it's really interesting to me. I'm looking at a story here from the Channel 10 website, and I don't know why Channel 10 chooses to do a cooperative agreement with the Ohio Capital Journal. Well, I do know why, because the Ohio Communist Journal, as it is better described, shares the values and views of the people who are in charge of the 10 TV website. Because, of course, while you may have grown up in a Columbus where Channel 10 the Columbus Dispatch and several radio stations in town were owned by the Wolf family, which was decidedly conservative and definitely concerned with what was best for the city of Columbus. It is no longer owned by the Wolf family. It's been sold out to an entity that has deep connections to NBC. Most of the affiliates, 10TV is the exception, but most of the affiliates of the company that bought Wolf Enterprises and with it Channel 10 and the Dispatch and all that, they're NBC affiliates. And, I mean, if you wonder what NBC's leaning is, maybe I could help you. MSNBC? Are you unclear on where MSNBC stands on issues? I don't think you are. So in this story, it's really an Ohio Capital Journal story, but it's magnified because it's publicized and used on the Channel 10 website. The sources cited in this story are virulently anti-parent to the tune of there's one quoted, there's a second quoted, there's a third quoted, there's a fourth quoted, there's a fifth quoted. How many people in this story are proponents of this bill? I'm still looking... I'm still looking. This is what is known as completely imbalanced news coverage. And I'm picking on Channel 10 here because they deserve to be picked on. It's not a whole lot better, typically, at Channel 4, also an NBC affiliate. Nor at Channel 6. But we'll run through the comments and analyze them next. So I apologize for the hiccup there on the live read. I uh, am operating at a decided disadvantage today. Only one ear in my headphones works. I mean, some people have to persevere through all kinds of adversity. Uh, You guys, I hope you say a prayer for me with just one ear working. I also do feel like I'm living in a Seinfeld episode today. 
Uh, somebody hit our van a couple of weeks ago, and I'm supposed to take the van into the body shop today. It's being paid for by the other driver's insurance company. And I was supposed to call the rental car company to come pick me up. Wink, wink. And they said, yeah, we have a subcompact car for you. And I'm like, why do I not get a van? My van got hit. So I wasn't there today at 8 a.m. because they were like, you're turning it in on Wednesday. I'm turning it in on Wednesday after the show. Well, we were there at 8 o'clock, so there's no, there's no car for you today. So you think I'm going to talk about the no soup for you Seinfeld episode? No, 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 no. Now they tell me that because I was not there at 8 o'clock this morning to get my rental car, that they won't have a rental car for me until Friday. And I'm like, you had a car for me at 8 in the morning? And by 1.30, you won't have a car for me? So this is the Seinfeld episode that I feel like I am trapped in. I'm sorry, we have no midsize available at the moment. I don't understand. I made a reservation. Do you have my reservation? Yes, we do. Unfortunately, we ran out of cars. But the reservation keeps the car here. That's why you have the reservations. I know why we have reservations. I don't think you do. (laughs) If you did, I'd have a car. Amen. Amen. You know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. And that's really the most important part of the reservation, the holding. Anybody can just take them. Yes, anybody can just take them. And uh, apparently somebody's taken my rental car, so I'll be, I guess I'll be walking now until Friday. So there we go. But we'll persevere through because I'm actually in a bit of a uh, cheerier mood than normal today because everywhere I look, the Ohio State House and elsewhere uh, is not rampantly departing from what I would hope to see. We have a supermajority in the Ohio House, and it looks like the muscle is going to deliver for us both on a bill that protects parents' rights in education and I got a text this morning that we expect the SAFE Act to be voted out of committee today and to be scheduled for a full House floor vote next week, along with, I feel like I need trumpets to play, the Save Women's Sports Act. Yes, at long last, I certainly hope, Ohio will join the growing list of states that have to confirm the obvious, which is that boys should not play girls' sports, should not be in girls' locker rooms, should not be in girls' restrooms or spaces, merely by saying, oh, today I'm a girl. Craziness. But first, let's talk about the Parents' Rights in Education bill, which is called the Parents' Bill of Rights here in Ohio. It would require, love that, public schools to notify parents about sexually uh, charged materials in class instruction, give parents a chance to opt out. Also, if your child expresses that, you know, I, I know I'm a boy, but I think I'm transgender and I ought to be able to use the girl's restroom, now the schools have to notify the parents of that. Of course, the leftists hate it, and there are many of them quoted in this story on the 10TV website. Here's uh, Cynthia Peoples' teachers' union representative. Um, well, she's with Honesty for Ohio Education. Uh, so you know it's a leftist organization because she's not for Honesty for Education or she'd be pro this bill. She says, this bill is specifically uh, designed 
so that districts must out any student that identifies as transgender, gender diverse, or non-binary, which we know, get ready for the lie, can cause so much harm and danger to the child. Uh, She's talking about outing the student causing the harm. No, actually abiding, affirming, encouraging the student in their delusion is what does them the harm, Cynthia. Uh, We can't have a leftist story without quoting Equality Ohio. Catherine Poe, Equality Ohio, says, What this committee has done, which is so disappointing to watch, is they basically made this a don't-say-gay bill targeted very explicitly at the LGBTQ community. No, it's called the Parents' Bill of Rights. It's giving parents rights. How is that an anti-LGBTQ bill? Parents. It's giving parents oversight in their child's education. It is remarkable, isn't it? One of the superstars, one of the, actually I will say the first political superstar in the post-Biden election world was an unknown underdog in the Virginia governor's race, Glenn Youngkin. There are people who now think Glenn Youngkin still could run for president and perhaps win. Who knows? Glenn Youngkin would not exist on the political landscape if not for his then widely in front in the polls opponent, Terry McAuliffe, saying, I don't think parents ought to be telling teachers what they should teach. This is the position, a losing position in Virginia, which was 11 points on the plus side for Joe Biden in 2020, and in 2021 voted Glenn Youngkin in for governor solely because Terry McAuliffe took a stupid position that parents shouldn't have any role in what their kids are taught. And that is the same position being taken by Equality Ohio, by Honesty for Ohio Education, and, of course, the Kaleidoscope Youth Center, where they groom kids into the damaging LGBTQ identity. Mallory Golsky, Director of Civic Engagement for Kaleidoscope Youth Center, says, It is clear that this bill targets LGBTQIA plus 2S youth. In something as simple as a story they might be reading in English class. Oh, a simple story in English class, like gender queer. If there is a queer character in that story, that story can be flagged as sexuality content. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and? If the same plot was happening with a straight couple, it might not be flagged as sexuality content. Yes, because that is, work with me here, normal. That is normal. A heterosexual couple in a story has been normal since the beginning of time. Kaleidoscope Youth Center. It's just crazy to me. Oh, and we got to get the Democratic legislative hack in there. Also complaining about it. Get this passed. Get it into law. The sooner the better.